What's up? I'm Amanda Costco, and you're listening to the Electric Runway Podcast, a podcast exploring the intersection of fashion and technology. Thanks so much for tuning in. In today's episode, I'm bringing you a few interviews I recorded from the show floor at DX3 Canada. For those of you who aren't familiar, DX3 is one of Canada's largest conferences looking at the future of technology, digital marketing, and retail. Companies come from all over the nation and all over the world to exhibit and learn from leading players in the industry. The event took place earlier in the spring. As I wandered through the exhibition floor, I found myself gravitating towards companies specifically shaping the future of how we buy and sell. Because if you're a regular listener to the Electric Runway podcast, you know that we recently did an event in Toronto that honed in on the future of retail. But of course, this was smaller and a little bit more intimate in scale compared to something like DX3. And in case you missed it, we have a sizzle reel from that event up on our YouTube channel. Just search Electric Runway on YouTube. You'll find us there. We, of course, drew a lot of inspiration from what we saw on the show floor at DX3, so we're excited to bring you some of those conversations today. As I listened to these recordings, I realized that all the companies I spoke with were about changing the way data is captured and presented, and they were also about changing the way we see things, whether that's merchandise on a retail display to even just the way we see ourselves. The first person you'll be hearing from is Anthony Wernowski, the Director of Sales at Holocube North America. This is a company that's bringing a new level of interactivity to displays using hologram and projection technology. I'll let him explain. Hi, Anthony. How's it going? Good. How about yourself? Good. Thank you. So we're here in front of an augmented reality mirror. We got some holograms. You're with Holocube. What do you guys do? So we create hologram marketing displays. So we can do anything from having physical objects react with holograms or have an interactive display with the hologram. We do it all. If you can dream it, we can make it happen. Okay, so it's very, very futuristic here. Let's start over here. We have an augmented reality mirror. We've heard a lot about magic mirrors lately. So what's special about this magic mirror? What does it do? How's it work? So the cool thing is you can actually stand in front of the mirror and try on clothes without actually trying them on. Now, nothing will ever replace the experience of actually putting on clothes, but what this can do is if you come into a store, you see something you like on a mannequin, you say, hey, what do I look like in that? Quickly stand in front of the mirror and you'll see right there. That's very cool. And so how does it actually, because I've seen a lot of augmented reality mirrors and some of them are very inaccurate in terms of like where it maps the clothing on your body. This one seems to be pretty accurate and I tried it yesterday. It was a lot of fun. How does it actually get to be so accurate? So we're actually using uh, an Xbox Connect system. So it works the same way kind of that that Snapchat recognizes your face yeah. yeah so it'll correct itself on your on your body and then we have all the outfits uploaded and then whichever one you choose it'll come and fit itself to your body so it's augmented reality and artificial intelligence i imagine yes very cool i'm really interested in how those two technologies are working together let's move on here we have a hologram beer yes unfortunately it's not a real beer we're i was gonna say to, we're getting close, close to happy hour yeah <laughs> So we're going to put pictures up on Electric Runway so people can take a look at this, but where do you imagine this fitting into the retail experience? 
So, well, we have the beer here. So, let's say you walk into uh, walk into a bar, you're thinking, oh, I don't really know what I want to drink. I'm tired, long day at work. You look up, oh, boom, there's my answer. Really cool hologram of a. Here we got a Budweiser. Just makes uh, that experience, that marketing experience, a little bit more fun and interesting for the consumer. Yeah, it's definitely dynamic. So, which clients have you worked with aside from Budweiser for doing the hologram technology? We worked with Nike, Toyota, Lexus, Exxon Mobil, Boston Scientific. A range of spectrums with the medical field, the sports, banking, everywhere. And does Holocube do the software for it as well, or is it just the hardware? We do absolutely everything. So we do all the animations. We ship you the Holocube itself, preloaded, ready to go. All you have to do is plug it in, flip a switch, and you're good. Oh, so you are actually not renting the hardware, you're selling it. We sell, and you can also rent it as well. Oh, very cool. So if you wanted to have just something special for an event, let's say, you could arrange that. Absolutely. We do a ton of trade shows, special events, product launches, anything, really. Very cool. One more over here before we go get a real beer. This is an interactive map. Tell me about this. So it's the same concept. So we're using the the Holocube here with a touchscreen. So the idea is... We're working with an actual couple of a lot of gear manufacturers where they can catalog their items. You can click on something you want to see and it'll show up in the Holocube and you can manipulate it, change the colors, make it do stuff. And yeah, just have a little bit of fun with it. before. So who would use this? This is for the manufacturing side of things. This is for the back end of the industry, I imagine. So right now, actually, we're working with a company that they're looking to get into a couple of sporting goods stores and they want to have a display in these stores where, yeah, you can kind of look through their items and manipulate manipulate them, stretch them out, see how they would look on athletes, see how the athletes are using them. You can do that all from the touchscreen and have it show up in the hologram. So it has live interactive data built into it? Yes. Very cool. Well, thanks very much for your time and I hope to see you guys around again. Absolutely. Thank you so much. That was my conversation with Anthony Warnowski, the Director of Sales at Holocube North America. Again, for photos accompanying this podcast, please visit electricrunway.com. Next up, you're going to hear from Joe Kitz of Self Traits, a company that uses photogrammetry technology, and he's going to explain exactly what that is, to create 3D portraits of people. So hi, Self Traits. I'm here with Joe. How's it going? Good, yourself? Good, thanks. So let's talk about the future of retail and digital representation. Okay. <laughs> so you have a booth set up here. It's one of the biggest booths here where you have 150 SLR cameras and you're doing animated GIFs of people. Absolutely. So is it is it GIF or GIF? What, what camp are you in on that? Uh, whatever you want. I mean, <laughs> there's, there's GIFy, there's GIF, and yeah. Okay, so you step inside. I got this done yesterday. It was really, really fun. It's like one of the most popular booths at the event. People are really enjoying it. And then what do you do with these 360 high-resolution photos of people? So essentially, we're using a photogrammetry technology. We stitch all of those photos pixel by pixel together to create 3D geometry. We then take that data to a 3D printer and print out a little miniature model of yourself. And then so people order these for themselves. They can order them as gifts for friends, but it's really a consumer product product right now. Absolutely. We do a lot of cake toppers, anniversary gifts, things for kids, grandparents. We also do a lot of brand activations on on top of just the the models for consumers as well. And you have a brick and motor location, brick and motor. I can never say that right. You have a physical retail location here on Queen Street, yes? Yep, 545 Queen West. And so if I stop by, I can actually get my scan done and get a figurine made. How long does it take? The scan itself is instantaneous. We do about a 7 to 10 day turnaround on your model. 
And is it 3D printed? It's all 3D printed. Very cool. So what's the coolest thing you've scanned? We do a lot of people. We've done a turkey turkey ball. That was the weirdest thing we've ever scanned. <laughs> like a turkey ball that someone would eat? Yeah, for, for production for turkeys and packaging was kind of the strangest thing we've done, but yeah. How did the turkey ball take it? <laughs> So that's really cool. Now, do you imagine that you're going to have, you're getting a lot of body data. This is where I'm interested. You're getting a lot of data about different figures. Do you see any implications for the future of apparel and for online shopping, augmented reality, fashion, that sort of thing? Yeah, you pretty much touched on all of them. Digital retail is going to be a huge one. If you can imagine, instead of walking to a walking to a store, you're walking to a mall one time and you're getting your own your own avatar, your own asset, and then everything's going to be online retail. Outside of that, VR is a big one. 4D capture, real-time streaming in, in 4D, and being able to do holographic representations of yourself real-time across the world. Okay, so let's talk about the first one first. In the first scenario, you're talking about my avatar being a stand-in for online shopping. So I don't have to try the clothes on because my avatar is going to try them on and I'm going to know what I look like in real life in those clothes based on my avatar. What's in the way there? There's a lot of friction. Yeah, there's a lot of technology behind it. More so the, the metrology, getting enough detail and accuracy in your measurements and the awkwardness of being scanned either naked or in a, in a tight fitting representation so your your clothing actually fits you when you get it delivered to you would would be an obstacle but you do see that that's where we're going i do absolutely okay and in the second situation you're actually talking about going into vr as myself because that's not something that we can typically all do right now you're usually you're someone else's avatar or a gaming avatar but this is actually a situation where i can be in virtual reality as myself because i've been scanned so what are the implications there what will i do and where will i go I mean, right now, a lot of them are, are first person. So looking down at your own feet would be a little weird or your own hands or walking up into a seeing a mirror or reflection of yourself or somebody that you know is really the, the cool element there. Implications, I mean, it's really just, just data acquisition and, and limitations on gaming assets. So right now we're capturing data for films and, and animation where it's really high detail, high accuracy. So we kind of have to dumb down our data to, to even get it into a video game asset. Yeah, and I was also thinking something you said there was jogging my memory. Social VR, right? Like you mentioned the idea of seeing your friend in VR. So if my parents are living in Italy and I'm here, I can actually meet them in VR and look like myself and see them and they look like themselves. Yeah, I mean, in the VR element, that's that's absolutely a reality today. You can you can do that. You can stream it. It's just data processing and being able to do that quick enough and process the data quick enough in the computer systems we have now. There's quite a quite a bit of limitations on data capture and then producing that data quick enough where it's real time streaming. I mean, when supercomputers exist, then that that'll be great. But until then, until then, it's awesome souvenirs for cake toppers. You got it. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time. No problem. That was my interview from the show floor at DX3 with Joe Keats of Self Traits. Next up, we have a bit of a longer conversation with Amanda Hamill of Toby Pro, a company transforming the way we understand human behavior through vision. So this company reached out to me because they wanted to show me their eye tracking technology that they were demoing, which was being shown at the show floor in a car shopping scenario. And so what I mean by this is they actually had a 
car showroom set up inside DX3 where you would wear the glasses and pretend you're shopping for a new car and tiny cameras in the glasses captured exactly what you were looking at. If you think that's freaky, just wait until you hear what they're using this eye tracking insight for. It's actually really fascinating and I think that they're going about it in a very ethical way because of course when we hear eye tracking technology, we tend to get scared. So right now, this is my conversation with Amanda Hamill. She's going to explain everything about eye tracking technology and how it can be used in marketing. And again, she is the Director of Client Services at Toby Pro. All right, so who am I here with? Hi, I'm Amanda Hamill with Toby Pro. Okay, so Amanda, what is Toby Pro and what are you doing here today at DX3? So we are a company that creates solutions and tools for measuring visual behavior. So we can tell you, as somebody is walking around any environment or engaging with content on the screen, exactly what people are attending to, what they ignore, they read content versus just kind of glance at it. So we're here at DX3 showing off several of our solutions. So we have both hardware and software tools that help us capture this information. And we are also here with Toyota as part of an auto lab, which is essentially an experience for anybody here that's at DX3 to be able to go through an actual test, if you will, of a simulated car buying experience. So we have a dealership set up, several cars over there, and we can fix somebody up with our solutions. They can go through and we'll be able to measure exactly what they're intending to, what they look at, how they engage with the car and how they engage with any of the marketing content that Toyota has put out there. So they have some commercials, they have some brochures, they have some digital kiosks that people can go to to find out more about the car, as well as the brand ambassadors. So as part of this experience, the participants here get the chance to actually try out the solutions and see how it all works. But then we will also be taking all of this data and crunching the numbers and then providing the data back to Toyota for them to get a better understanding of how people are interacting and going through the whole decision-making process as they were in that dealership or showroom floor. Yeah, and so I just tried out the experience. It was a lot of fun. I want to get to talking about that in a second. But before that, when people hear eye-tracking technology, they get a little freaked out. So how do we address that first? That's a really good question. So the good news is we're not just passively tracking visual behavior. There's no just walking by and we're automatically grabbing without your consent or anything like that. Our tools are predominantly used in a research setting. So we're asking people or recruiting people of a certain target or audience to participate in the study. They sign a little form that says, you know, they want to be part of it. And we usually incentivize them too. So they know they're part of it. And yes, we are measuring your visual behavior and the things that you look at. And it's a very involuntary thing. But that is exactly what we want to be able to capture as somebody who is out there designing content or designing information or just building spaces and and the world around them so we know how people are attending to and seeing the world around them. Yeah, and so like you mentioned here, the demonstration that you have with Toyota gives attendees the opportunity to... Oh, I just just got distracted because there's a giant (laughs) T-Rex walking around the show floor, and I'm not surprised because it's DX3, so it wouldn't be a 
tech conference without a giant T-Rex. So I was trying the Toyota experience. As you mentioned, it's a car dealership type of situation. And there's actually a live video taken of what I was looking at through the camera that was on the glasses. And you're showing me the back of the glasses because I think if people aren't concerned about privacy, then they're concerned about safety. So is the technology that you're using on the face invasive at all? And is it is it potentially harmful? Yeah. No, not at all. It's a, essentially like a normal pair of glasses that you might use just for vision or seeing. So they're very lightweight, they fit on. And then essentially what it is, is it's, as you mentioned, a point of view or front-facing camera that resembles the field of, of view or vision of the person walking around. And then, yes, the inside of the camera and the frames are two high-speed sensors, and they are measuring your eye movements very fast. They actually take 50 images of the eye per second. And using a near-infrared illumination technique to illuminate the eye. But nope, it's completely harmless. It's the same type of technology that you'd have in a remote control to turn a TV on. So nope, it's very safety, and we go through a number of different protocols and standards and a lot of tests to make sure that you know we're not introducing any harmful effects into the eye. Very good. And so beyond car dealerships, where can Toby Pro be effective? DX3 is obviously about the future of digital marketing and retail. So what do you imagine happening in the retail space and how can this technology be used? Yeah, that's a great question. So we are currently working with all of the top retailers and brands in Canada, the U.S., and really globally throughout the globe <laughs> globally just really helping them not only just understand like the marketing the point of sales content in there but just also to help people navigate through the store to optimize the whole experience so a brand might want to know how somebody is shopping through a particular category to understand where should they place the product on the shelf should they use one type of packaging versus another what really is going to break through you know they say break through the clutter if you will on the shelf and really be able to track and bring that chopper in. So it's a lot of the on the shelf, it's the point of sales, it's the navigation or traffic through the store in the retail environments themselves. So it could be, you know, a convenience store, big box store, through a mall, but then also online. So we do a lot of work with e-tailers as well. So you have the glasses themselves, but we also have a screen-based tool that you can put right on a laptop or monitor. snaps on very easily, and then now we can start tracking everything that somebody is looking at as they're going through a website and use that also for optimizing and designing the content on the website as well. And just to be clear, again, that would be an opt-in thing that you're not tracking people's eyes without people knowing it. It would be for user experience testing. Yes, correct. So all of the tests, again, we're usually intercepting or bringing the people in, and you have this little device on there, and they know they're part of the study, and we're usually incentivizing them to be part of it as well. So So you're getting a ton of data, obviously, generated from the hardware that you're producing and the, the software, the back end of it. What are you doing with all that data, and what do you think is most valuable for retailers to know from what you're finding, what you're helping them find? Yeah, so we take the data. We have an in-house research team, Toby Pro Insight, who will work with a lot of the brand and retailers, and this is a massive amount of data, you know, a lot of a lot of data points coming in. And they can take that and crunch that, and our software automatically create a number of different visualizations. So as you have multiple shoppers coming in, we can aggregate and try to understand the different trends, you know, for different types of users or user groups or segments. So we could look at maybe loyal shoppers versus newer shoppers to the brand, males, females. I mean, you can really look at the data however you like and compare and contrast. 
and you know we'll deliver a nice little report to them that answers some type of objective or pain that they might have. So it could be just how do we get more traffic through a particular part of the store. So it could be like a navigational wayfinding type thing or it could be more about the actual marketing pieces or essence or the point of sales content or maybe even price tag. I mean you name it. It's really just all about trying to optimize the experience within the store, experience to find your product or you know whatever or messaging or information that you need. So that's really when they come to us is when we can help them kind of figure out how to market better and how to make the experience better for the shopper. Great. And just one final question for you. At CES this year, one of the biggest trends that I saw was smart glasses. And so glasses are not just your, you know, typical helping you see. Now they've got all these new augmented reality or eye tracking capabilities built into them, but we're seeing them targeted towards consumers. So I'm wondering, how do you imagine as consumer smart glasses roll out and become more popular, how do you imagine Toby Pro working with consumer data and kind of maybe bridging that gap between the consumer-generated data that I want to own because it's what I was looking at versus what Topshop and Zara want to own because they want my my insights. Do you see a role there for Toby Pro? <laughs> it's hard to speculate. So I know what I know now is you know we we have the ability to do kind of more of the research case setting in a more controlled in a more controlled yeah. environment. You know, there may be opportunity there someday, but, you know, for what we're doing right now, it's more of this, you know, we have a very standard objection, not so much the or objective, <laughs> that we want to help, you know, a client with. And so it's going through the kind of the whole research project and not the big data. But, I mean, you never know, especially as technology advances and the infrastructure becomes... But. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I don't know if I would want to walk around with those glasses that I was trying in the demo all day, but certainly something like them. I think that would be very insightful. So thank you so much for your time. And how can people follow you and stay in touch with Toby Pro? So we have our Twitter, we have a Facebook page and an Instagram, but as you can also go to tobypro.com to learn more at Toby Pro. <laughs> Great. Thank you so much. Thank you very much for having us. That was my interview with Amanda Hamill, the Director of Client Services at Toby Pro. What do you think about holograms, eye tracking technology, and 3D body scanning? Let me know by tweeting me personally. I'm at Amanda Costco on Twitter. You can also tweet at electric underscore runway. That same handle is how you'll find us on Instagram, where we post fashion tech freshness. Be sure to follow along. We hope you found this episode enlightening. I know speaking to these exhibitors at DX3 really helped me understand how leading technologies such as augmented reality and artificial intelligence are going to shape the future of retail. So that's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. And until next time, here's looking towards the future. Music from today's episode by Andrew Applepie.